Hi guys, I'm Priscilla. And I'm Jess. We're two longtime friends, aka besties, and the hosts of Popcorn for Dinner's new film podcast, Is This Cinema? Every week, Jess and I, along with some friends from Popcorn for Dinner and Beyond Popcorn for Dinner, are going to be discussing all the latest film releases. Yeah, and we'll also be doing some blind debates, where we'll be foolishly given topics to debate live on air without any prep time. Okay. Intense movie and filmmaker drafts. Top fights of our best actors and honestly, whatever fun ideas we're pretty much dumb enough to try. So please subscribe on all podcast platforms and come and join us at the movies as we try to investigate just what is cinema. Bye, guys. Bye. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to our drum roll, please. 200th episode of this very silly, very stupid podcast. What a day. Oh my god, yes. And like Lucas Madsen, I'm quickly realizing that there's no return policy here. So, <laughs> um, we are stuck with it. Oh my god. But yeah, 200 episodes. But today, it's a special day for other reasons because we're talking about the series finale of HBO's Succession. What are we going to do now? Wow. And joining me once again to discuss Succession, discuss Rich Royce, straight from the jerk dungeon he was being pity spanked in. Guys, one more time. It's a boobie. It would be, I would miss Succession for no other reason, but it gives me just a plethora of options for the intro. Like, I don't even know. I I wanted to use that jerk dungeon one, but I had so many options. Yeah. The, the writing is so good that that the uh, that these intro jokes, they're just not going to be the same. <laughs> no, they would not. They would not. There's only one other HBO show that's given me as, ma- as many options. and But you know what? For now, we're not, we're not simping for those guys. Yeah. Not yet. They know who they, they, know who they, they are. Know, they know who they are. Um... We're talking about Succession, the series finale. Uh, first of all, before we go anywhere, guys, please, please rate and review this podcast, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, I know it seems like we're always saying it, but like genuinely, we try to, we're trying to do lots of cool things or reaching out to people. And most times people ask, the first thing they check is like our reviews, our ratings, like, so they need to see good numbers. Um, if you listen on Spotify, we have like, I think 79 ratings on Spotify now, which is really good. Like, don't get me wrong. But more than some of you are listening to our episode on Succession, so please, please just rate us if you're if you're listening. Like it really, like I can't. I know we say it really helps, but it actually does really help because people look at that and people reject us or it, accept us based it on. It totally helps, yeah. So please, please rate and review us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts is better, even because you can just leave a word review, so you can give the five stars and just say good, po- just say good podcast. That's all. That's all you need to say. Nothing else. It's not an essay. Or I like the host stars. Whatever you want to say, like yeah, what, 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 whatever, whatever you whatever want to say, say. say something. Hadja is going to clown you for this admin, by the way. That's her like, business. <laughs> um, just now, just now, some of us have to have to sing for our supper. Uh, so that's her business. Um, it's the middle of finale week, guys. Also on this feed is our episode on the Barry season series finale. Mm-hmm. Please check that out. That was also the end of another great old-timer show um yellow jackets the season finale that was out on monday so you can check that out as well we had a group of girls a gaggle as i like to be called 
on the podcast with me um, later this week on Friday, Chinedu and Emmanuel, maybe, ABB, and maybe another guest. We'll be talking about the Ted Lasso season and possibly series finale. So it's finales everywhere. Speaking of finales, last week, if you watched the Elizabeth Olsen true crime murder show, we did that. We covered that. We did a series finale of that as well. And I was lucky enough to speak with the stars of Paramount Plus's No Escape, Abigail Laurie and Rian Beretta. Very, very fun conversation. So lots yeah, of puns. lots of puns, lots of puns. Uh, that was that was fun. That, that was something that obviously you can't plan for that going for going into the interview, but it just yeah. came up and they were just they were so they were so gracious about it. Um, and I got to see um, Abigail at the event in person, and yeah, I mean it was just nice. So we're going to this is obviously talking about Succession season series finale. We plan on having a follow up episode later in the week or early next week. Please. Just because, guys, we know ourselves, we'll probably have gone three hours if we did everything we wanted to say right now. So if you have questions about Succession, send them over, tweet at us, DM us, whatever, and we'll discuss it on the episode. Uh, this is, for me personally, this is like a fresh, this is like instant reaction. So I plan that between now and the next episode, I would have read all the interviews and listened to all the podcast appearances and i don't know if jesse is doing interviews because obviously he's probably he's most likely striking but i'll listen to everything i'll try to i haven't even been on twitter like just because I, I, I can't begin to stress how lucky we got with that oh yeah <laughs> we got so lucky because i'm pretty sure house of the dragon is going to be affected so yeah oh yeah yeah um yeah, I haven't even been on Twitter. Like these reactions are purely straight from my head. Like I don't, I don't, I, don't, I was like, I don't want to see what people are even saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully by then we'll have like the context of the wider a- appreciation to enter that discussion. Also, it's a two hundred episode. We may or may not be doing a mailbag episode. I'm thinking of just to see if we'll do one. But yeah, two hundred episodes is ridiculous for such a stupid podcast. So I don't know if you have any questions. If you have any things like if you want to find out about shows that we are watching right now that we're not talking about we're not talking about yes that are not on hbo <laughs> um, <laughs> or shows that maybe some of our all-time or some of our favorite shows you know any stupid questions about tv or whatever you can send them to us if we don't do a mailbag episode and it means that we didn't get any questions that means you guys don't really like us and you guys are mean so i don't know it's up to you guys whether you want to send questions or not also you can leave youtube comments speaking of youtube thank you to everyone that watches on youtube and leaves leaves the comments on youtube that really means a lot I think that's a lot of admin. So, can we, should we go straight into the episode now? Straight in, six minutes in. Might as well. Yeah, I don't, I spent way too long thinking about how to approach this episode. So, which is kind of I'm how. I'm still processing. Yeah, which uh, is kind which of I how I ended very up. very understandable. I was doing a two-parter. But this is the series finale of Succession, titled with Open Eyes, written by creator Jesse Armstrong and directed by Mike Mylord. Um, I haven't spoken to Ayo since the finale i don't know i don't know if he's seen it but i spoke to him last week and for the last few weeks he's been saying that we need to start a conversation hello Ayo. hello yeah that we start a conversation that could succession be number one could it be hmm. at the top of that mountain so hmm. well those I, people who know themselves would be very sad <laughs> i heard Ayo say that <laughs> i mean I'm, intri- I'm interested to see where he falls at the um after watching this finale because i personally don't think that f- the finale hurts his chances or his argument anyways do you have any general thoughts before we go into the actual plot or should we just go straight into the plot yeah i think i think just in in a general sense 
this finale was the right kind of divisive. Like the kind of divisive that has people talking about Wait, it's divisive. In a in a way, yeah. Because oh. like I know you you haven't looked at Twitter and stuff, at and all. to be honest, not neither have I. I haven't checked the overall discourse and, and zeitgeist. Hmm. However, my phone has been blowing up. Like people have been oh, reaching out to me directly. Twitter, Instagram, texts, you name it. Um and what I'm noticing is that in general, people like the episode. Hmm. Um, and they like the episode as a finale of a season. Then they like the episode as like a finale of a series. The different levels of appreciation or dislike for the episode. Mm-hmm. And people do enjoy it. However, there are some people who are saying certain things don't make sense or don't add up. But I don't think they're saying it in the same way that they've done for things like Dexter or Game of Thrones, where like stuff was thrown away and things that were listed or given to us from the beginning um weren't actually paid off i think mm-hmm. everything was actually paid off in this episode like they paid off so many things even my things whole thing about expect. kendall's yeah my whole thing about kendall's children for example mm-hmm. right that's something that was actually addressed and sometimes it's stuff that was addressed before you realized it had already been addressed like the kendall's children thing we got our closure on that last episode when rava took them out of the city because we don't see or hear from them or rava again same mm-hmm. thing with Jess. Like those are things that are final that we don't realize are final in the in the moment that they're final. So now we have all these other things that are coming to a head, and everything. I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm still processing, but <laughs> everything about Succession that I've thought about since watching the finale last night, I I can say that I can come up with some version of the, of the writing addressing it in one way or another whether they prepared some type of speech for a character, whether it's something that they they just showed like behind the scenes, whether it's some like random question, like it's all kinds of things. For example, like Kendall's whole thing with Hugo, if somebody wanted to be like, oh, like what about the, what about all the millions that Hugo was wolf wolfing for in, ep- in episode nine? Well, now we know that he's probably not going to get all that stuff because Carolina made a certain request. Oh That's just yeah, a very, I mean, t- just a very tiny wolf- thing. Person was moving yeah. is out of a job, but like I think that's exactly. kind of how it works. L- literally, so like the, all these things were, were put in place, and it brings up this question of you know, at what point do we say writing is doing too much? And I'm sure this is something we'll get into when we do our follow up episode. Yeah, but I know at least one or two people were asking like, okay, this was a good finale, but how how much of it? How how much can we call it a great finale? Like we, we kind of seem to be living in an era where a lot of writers are seemingly desperate to um they're seemingly desperate to um shock the audience or do what's unexpected mm-hmm. and that was obviously the downfall of something like game of thrones right at least towards the end um but i don't i i personally don't think that's the case here because i think that you know they kind of there was a direction that was kind of agreed upon a direction that was thought about and that was stuck to and it just became a a situation of how do we figure out the shape of that? So yeah. I think overall, it's a good episode that's bringing discords in in the right kind of way, not in a we hate this or we feel cheated kind of way. It's more like in a what's what are the main takeaways from this? What is a real legacy of this? Why did this happen? Um, and I think I think that's a, that's a good thing. I think overall, it's a healthy finale, a good legacy for a show, and something that begs rewatch because now you know people will be going and looking for all those things 
that may have led to this situation. I know somebody who started the first episode of Success based on my recommendation, Very right? Cool. Like, and that person is going to enjoy the end, I think. Uh, well, I think first of all, we should mention, for those watching on YouTube, if you do keep hearing buzzing sounds, um, people are coming to Ibubi's hot takes. I think the police are on their way, so those are just sirens that you're hearing in the yeah, background. Yeah, um, I've been fighting people off all day. It's a whole thing. But. Speaking of speaking of hot, hot takes, I mean, obviously, like I said, we're in finale week, and I've been trying to... I'm nothing if not a man who has an agenda on a whim. And on a I, whim? Yeah, on a whim. Just, <laughs> just drop one on a whim. But my agenda right now is that people should stop, like, elevating the importance of finales. Like, we yeah. cannot... We should not... Um, what's the word? That is a fair statement. Yeah, we should not summarize and it shows entire existence and worth down to its finale. I mean, even Game so, of Thrones. Essentially, plot isn't everything. Yeah. yeah, even Game of Thrones that generally had maybe not, not a bad finale, but a bad last season. To some people, a bad last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't invalidate what we felt in like seasons one to three or four. Like, you know, like, yeah, Game then, of Thrones not, is not lessened by season eight. Like Game of Thrones season four, it's not made any less great by whatever may or may not have happened yeah, in the final season. And the show might be made less, 100%. That's because it's the sum of Overall. its parts. But it shouldn't be made worthless. Mm-hmm. Right. I think people, like, for example, if you're going into Succession Finale or even the Barry Finale, because obviously both were happening the same night, and you're like, oh, they better stick this landing. I'm like, oh, what? They've given us yeah. <laughs> almost 40 episodes of It's not like TV. they haven't been living without sleep to deliver TV to you yeah, like, for like the past four years, so you're five like, years. If Succession delivers one bad finale after 38 episodes of great TV, it's like, nah, this show was not worth my time. Not even top 20, not even top 30 of all time. Like, let's calm down. Let's behave ourselves. Okay, just to, to play devil's advocate there, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that, but I guess I might as well. Um, I agree with you. However, there are some who would say that it is possible for a finale to be so, so, so bad that it does invalidate a lot of stuff that that comes before because it essentially um, negates or retcons things. Well, yeah, yeah. um, Or it kind of renders things like not really, it reduces rewatch value. Let's let's put it that way. Like, or... um, for example, since the since the finale aired, I've heard at least one person say that they like some type of follow up, even though they know it's unlikely. Yeah. They like some type of follow up season or limited series that just shows what Greg is doing, what he does on his off time, right? And but that's because with this finale, people are thinking about things and they do have questions and mm-hmm. their minds are still open to what could be happening in the world is, of, of this show. Whereas with something like Game of Thrones, a lot, and I really do mean a lot of the people I know who watch the show saw that finale and were like, I'm done with this. This is invalidated. Now, of course, not to get overly scientific or whatever, but I think most of the people who said that are, are people who weren't watching from like the earlier seasons mm-hmm. year to year to They're year. Those are people it, who yeah. maybe watched the entire thing towards the end. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have as much of a connection, perhaps. Um, but those people were not, in, once House of Dragon was announced, like many of us were like excited. But a lot of those people I'm talking about it's were not. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm not trying to get into any of this anymore. So I think that there is something to be said for quote unquote sticking the landing, even though myself and Mark Mylod hate that term. <laughs> but but yeah. I mean I think I think obviously if a finale has plot points that renders everything just null and void, and that's a different conversation. Right. Like, yeah. There was nothing I think there was nothing that they could have done in such a finale, for example, that would have 
invalidated the emotional capital that we've given this these people in the past four or five years, right? So that's that was that's my thinking. Exactly. I mean, look, I don't spend too much time talking about finales because we have a lot to talk about. But like, I talk about this on Barry episode as well. Like, How I Met Your Mother is one of the most derided finales, right? And that was, <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows. And I have was? a lot of problems. <laughs> no, no, but I have a lot of problem, problems with that final season. But I'm, st- I'm still rewatching the show. Like, I'm yeah, still... Well, that's I'm the thing. Still... It, it makes you question the integrity of everything you saw up until that point. Yeah, but because, still, like, you start I'm asking the questions, up... like, what was the point? No, but I'm not. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm still pulling up old episodes of How I Met Your Brother. I'm still watching Single Stamina. I'm still watching, like... I'm still watching <laughs> random episodes. I'm still watching... The Jockey Tie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the so, Slap like, so, like, Oh, Slap bed. Don't, don't even get me started. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is, not, this is not a me thing that, like, I can I can remove like my thoughts on the finale and still enjoy the parts that I really do enjoy. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole different thing. Let's, I think we cannot agree. I don't even know why we got into this because we cannot agree that it quote unquote stuck the landing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we entered this 20 minute tirade. But okay, let's talk about the show. It had to be done. Yeah, it had to be done. Um, so the episode starts, Kendall is losing votes and Shiv and Martin are gaining votes. And then my first question is, does Shiv in this discussion with Martin inadvertently pitch Tom in this scene? 100%. <laughs> I was confused in the second time I was watching, I was like, oh my God, Shiv, you're, you're actually helping Tom's case. She literally said, Tom will suck the biggest dick, dick in, in the, the room. room. Which Matt was going to be like, oh. one of your one of your intros, by the way, just so you know. Um, <laughs> oh, so, God. what does she say? She says, about Tom, he's very... I can't believe he, there's a cutting room floor for interest. I'm sorry, I'm just get, I need a moment to get over that. There's a cutting room floor. Um, she says he's a very plausible corporate matter, but he's also a highly interchangeable modulo, modulo part, which is they're just words. I, if you think that makes sense, words that funny enough actually mean something. Yeah, it means something, but like nobody puts those words together. Like, what is what kind of not at the moment anyway? School she words. I was thinking about that today when when they said she hits to fail an exam. I was wondering, hmm, I wonder what school she went to. She Wharton, she Harvard Business. What kind of Probably studied law and police and politics, didn't she? And and then did a, did an MBA. Um, Perhaps. Then says about Tom again, type of thing. Yeah, for continuity, ATN is going to is going gangbusters, and he's well liked. So she says that he's a highly interchangeable modular part, which means that's a good thing for someone like Madsen. She says he's well liked. Exactly and, what he wants. Yeah, and then she says he was sucked the biggest dick in the room. So she's 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 helping her husband, but she doesn't know that she's helping him get the CEO job. Anyway. Uh, Shiv gets a call from Caroline that Roman is in Barbados. Obviously, we call this the the Caribbean air clear, uh, which mm-hmm. leads her, which leads both her and Ro- Kendall to try and get Roman's vote. Um, my note in this scene, I even caught this note the first time, was that Shiv was talking a lot in that scene. Like she, Ro- Martin did not get a word, and not not that she was interrupting him, but it almost felt like she was insecure. Like she always just had to say something to like cover the space which obviously I mean, you already know what i'm gonna say like something what i've always been saying she's overplaying her hand due to overconfidence even though in this case she is somewhat nervous mm-hmm. imagine being so confident in your own value that you try to deride someone else's value and inadvertently increase their value but do you think she was deriding <laughs> tom's value or she was trying to help him genuinely i don't know if she was trying to help him i think she at, i think at that moment she still wasn't quite sure what she was feeling towards tom and what where she would want him to go you know after uh, she, she does have a conversation with him mm-hmm. right when when she's um when she's kind of heading out and they've kind of left it there she it's, it's just one of those things where like everybody in succession is saying 
exactly what they don't mean and just expecting or hoping that what they actually mean will come through. Like you could say something as simple as, let's do this again. Let's see if it's going to be better. But instead, she tries like four times with very indirect words to ask, is there anything here that would make you want to continue this relationship? And he's just like, oh, what are you saying? Like, I loved that he was like making it difficult, like trying to get her to actually say the words because no one ever does that in, in, in succession. And I think that because she didn't know what she, well, she knew what she wanted, but wasn't trying to say it. Um, she wasn't really trying to kind of disparage Tom too much. However, she wanted to make herself look better than him. Mm. H- however, I don't know why she would want to do that because I... in her mind, she did not see Tom as a plausible option because yeah. again, so overconfident that she genuinely thought that it, that she was the only possible option for Matson. Didn't, not realizing that she was suffocating him. <laughs> yeah, that part, that part, hundred yeah. percent. But I don't know if I agree that she was like that. She was trying to deride Tom because of competition. I think, I think she, I, I read that she was trying to play both sides. Like she didn't want to pitch Tom too much in case Martin hated Tom, but she also didn't want to seem like a bitch. That's yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's because husband. of of, of comp. I'm, I'm not trying to say it's because of competition. I'm saying that it's something. I'm basically saying you know the whole both sides thing. It's like mm-hmm. what she did at the at the election party in their house. She was insulting him all over the place, trying to quote unquote look a certain way. Yeah. Whereas hoping, believing that he would be fine, not thinking about the actual emotional turmoil it would create for him. So I think that during the election, she was both sides in it, but more on the negative side. And here she was both sides in it, but more on the positive side. Okay. I can see that. But I think if Tom listened to what she said in this scene, he wouldn't have been angry. Does that make sense? Like you would have been like, oh, okay, she's kind of anyway. Um, so, but is that because of what she's saying at face value, or because he's mentally like done slash desensitized to no, all I, of? I, I don't think what she's saying at face value is that bad. Like obviously, it's bad for us as normal people, but I think for Roy, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. Like I think she's hedging okay. her bets hundred percent. But I think when she does go for him, she's like we just said, she is pitching him. She's saying good things, things that Matty wants to hear. She doesn't know that she thinks she's pitching for head of ATA. Doesn't know he's pitching for head of I'm sorry CEO. So anyway, so Tom and Shave on the plane. Let me just read out some of the the quotes from that from that scene. So Shave says it would be incredibly convenient if they go back together. And then Tom says, it would be incredibly convenient because you'd be married to your husband, which made me laugh. Um, and then he says, Shiv, you're falling in love finally. You're falling in love with our scheduling. Um, you don't like to fail a test, do you? And then Shiv asks him, are you interested in a real relationship? And then he says, honest to God, I don't know. I just don't know. Can I say this? I really can't wait for Sarah Snook to do a role that I can put all my weight behind, right? All my, like, you know that emoji, the crying face emoji, not the crying, like the, the awe emoji, A-W-W-D emoji, like the the face yes. is welling up. That I can put yes. that, because I, I can't put that for Chivroy because Chivroy is too problematic. I need a role that is just like, I can just put awe against. You can actually invest in yeah. the emotional <laughs> integrity of her character. Yes, because <laughs> she, I was like, when, when she's trying to beg for Tom's love in this scene, I'm just like, I feel so, I feel so bad. I'm just like, oh, uh-huh. But also, it's also Chevrolet. I can't really, I can't really put everything behind it because she's kind of a terrible person. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about this scene, or can we just move on? I think we've kind of already touched on it a bit. Don't talk about like her rejecting. Yeah, yeah one thing I wanted to say. Yeah, um, didn't she say something along the lines of "Once you've said and done the worst thing, you're free"? Yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't write that down, but she, she did, yeah. Yeah, and that that's really it, isn't it? I think that mm-hmm. actually plays a big role in what happens at the end of the episode, but I think it's cool that oh, yeah. they had us kind of thinking about that right at the beginning. Because um, for Shiv, that whole thing applied in two contexts. And because of everything going on in her head with Tom, you know, and all the processing that happens, you know, chested human brain, it then welled up to the surface at that very critical moment that we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a bit. I mean, it's so. bullshit, though. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's nonsense at the <laughs> beginning, and it's disingenuous, but then it becomes very real. Yeah, but I, I still think as a guiding principle of life, it's bullshit. Like, there is always something worse to say and do. No matter, oh, like, yes, of course. Yeah, like, def- de- definitely. <laughs> we'll talk but I don't think they're gonna about to have like a happily married life. But we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Lucas and Tom. Um, yeah, not him being forced into an interview. My goodness. <laughs> a third, like, a th- what? A third hang. <laughs> a third vibes check. And then I only caught this the second time, but Tom is like in the art gallery, or whatever. He's like, more hang, more fucking hang than the dictator's birthday party. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Speaking of the interview, Martin basically tells tom to pitch himself and again i wrote this down because just Armstrong's pen was, was going up and you know what this was i was like i feel seen i was like yes tom wants guns you are talking about me so he says i'm a grinder <laughs> i grind because i worry i worry all night about everything all the threats to me my division and my physical body <laughs> i have an excess of vigilance and i have a high tolerance for pain and physical discomfort and i was like yes Thank you. Someone sees me. My people. <laughs> oh my God. This is your tribe. This really? is my tribe. This is my tribe. I have a high tolerance. Well, I don't have, a, not have a low tolerance of pain, but I do have a high tolerance for physical discomfort. Anyway, but uh, anyway, so, so that is, that is Tom pitching himself, which again is what Martin wants to hear. Um, and then Martin comes out, comes clean to Tom and says, basically he doesn't want shape in the picture. And his reasons are one, she's too much. Two, she's pushy on tactics, which is a bullshit statement. I'm sorry, like, like it's not. He like, just doesn't like to be challenged by women. We, yeah, we, oh, we've actually, it's been established about him. Yeah, so that's like, what he means by pushy on tactics, as in she has an opinion. She's a woman with an opinion, and it's I mean, one thing if the opinion was wrong, but the opinions worked out. Like it's just like you don't want yeah. the right. It's not opinion like she with, hasn't, you know, oh. helped you get to this point that you are. And then he says, he has, you, Lucas. He has his own ideas. He doesn't need more ideas, which is fair enough." <laughs> He's like, still though, he's like, yeah, you don't have a lot of ideas. Like, it's an idea factory. I, I, don't, I don't know. He's he's such a weird guy. And then he's I like, I have ideas for my, <laughs> one more. That's so funny. I'm sorry. I didn't love that. This when I first, when I first heard it. I'm just thinking about it. He, bro, like, no, because he, he, he also says, because what kind of clinches is like, you know, like, I kind like, he's like, he kind of wants to sleep with her. Oh, yeah. I wrote that. That was the most important thing. Like, he, he likes her. He's talking to her. And that's the thing. I wasn't sure if that was. I, like at face value at that moment i was like okay well i i kind of like her i don't know if that was him saying well if you come on board if i bring you on board you're gonna mm-hmm. have to be okay with the idea of me getting together with her mm-hmm. but now i wonder if that was more like i really like her so i'm not sure that i'll be able to kind of like deal with that in this setting like i don't want to mix potential oh, pleasure it's, with it's business that. he says it he yeah. says it he says it's too messy yeah so it's 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 a lot he's i mean look it's it's perfect. It's perfect, right? Because he's he's punishing her for his attraction to her. It's like, what do they say? They say, oh, girls shouldn't wear skirts because the male teachers cannot control themselves. 
Yeah, uh, like you're punishing the girls because the male people. Is, come I mean, and obviously the, the holy, the holy grail of idiotic statements that we've heard in our lives. Um, and yeah, exactly. And that's what he's no, doing it, here. Like, it is what he's doing. He's punishing her because he comes. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, wow. Um, anyway, but yeah, he's punishing her because he's attracted to her, and then. I mean, it's very interesting that she loses this mainly because she's a woman, right? An attractive woman. And not for the reason I think many of us thought. Like, many of us thought that, like, her pregnancy, they'll be like, oh, we can't have a woman that's pregnant and we don't know where she's going to be once she gives birth or whatever. And I'm sure that plays some part, but that's not the reason. Like, it's, it's, do you get it? Like, we thought that was going to be, oh, she's pregnant or so she can't be the person. But it was more like, just because she's a woman and I'm attracted to her and I don't want anyone around me that I want to sleep with. Because yeah, really well, with Ebba, so. may, maybe yeah, that's that's him actually learning from Ebba, which is not something I thought him capable <laughs> learning. of. I mean, um, he's learning the wrong lessons, but okay. Yes, he is learning the wrong lessons. It's because at the end of that whole thing, Tom is like kind of panicking. He's like, like he's muttering to himself, everything. And I thought that was him reacting to, "Oh my god, this guy is actually trying to like." He's try, he's trying to control me and take my wife. <laughs> but then I realized this is him. Like that wasn't him reacting to that at all. He was just reacting to, "Oh my god, it's me! Yeah, oh my god, it's like, me!" Like that—that's wow. what that was. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's like, "Wow, I'm actually here." Like I was meant, because because him being mentored by Logan the way he was, beginning of this season, that has actually ended up working out for him. Like he spent mm-hmm. the whole season worried about where he'll end up, and he ended up exactly not even exactly where he thought he'd end up. He ended up way better than he thought he'd. And he basically had the same arc back to back seasons, but just like on a different level. Because season three, he worried about going to jail, and next thing you know, he's Logan's right hand man. It's just like it's the same arc, but like a step more or a step no more than yeah, a step. Yeah, he was like, he was at zero, and then he ended up, he, and then he ended up at hundred, and mm-hmm. now he was at hundred, and he and thought he was going to end up at zero, but he ends yeah, up three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he says to I only wrote this down because it sounded so similar to what Kendall told Hugo. So Martin tells Tom, "I'm not looking for a partner. I'm looking for a front man." I need a paint sponge when I'm under the hood. A paint sponge. Uh, L- literally. Literally. Oh, that, yeah. That's... And it kind of calls the kids a love sponge, doesn't it, earlier in the season? Yeah, he, he says that they're leaky love sponges mm-hmm. and that they um, that he himself has learned to live without love. And um, that's how he's, he's survived. Um, but I don't know. Tom is actually a very loving person. Which is why I wonder how he will react to all of this. That's 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 going on. like in the future, I guess. Like with what's coming with this job, with his child, all that stuff. Like, what's going to be the case? Like, mm. how is he going to handle it? Like, what is it going to be like when somebody is running with Star Record that actually has some form of like empathy? You know, that's that's giving Tom of credit, man. I feel like we're always seeing Tom at work. I mean, he 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 he. he, he I mean, he's. He's. Not, I'm not saying he's the greatest person in the world, but yeah. I'm just saying that like he has some level of like he he's a person who desires love, whereas the Roy's are people who, even though they desire love, they don't know they they wouldn't know it if it hit them in the face, because yeah. they're constantly they're actually constantly running from it. They deflect it, whereas Tom actually just wants something real, something sincere. Of course, yeah, now he's at the point he, where he doesn't know anymore. But I don't know if he yeah. needs that at work. I feel like he might not compartmentalize. Because we've not we've not seen Tom be emotionally sensible at work. Like he had somebody as a footstool. Well, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that that, that that is true. So then something happens for the first time probably ever. Tom hides something from Greg, and 
that was important because if Tom didn't hide it from Greg, then this finale ends in five minutes. So um, he hides the fact that he might be CEO from Greg. He makes Greg feel like he's going to like lose his job. So what does Greg do when he finds out that Madsen is planning on fucking Shiv? He does the only thing that uh, hey, Greg would do. Um, he's trying to save himself. Yeah, which leads us to Barbados. Let's let's talk about Barbados. So there's a lot of shouting at Caroline's when, when Kendall arrives. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to talk just a little. And then he walks in guns blazing. He's like, bro, you just got here. Can you, can you chill? <laughs> um, and then in the middle of it, so this is for dinner now, because Caroline basically guilt trips him, I think, to Stain. Um, in the middle of a care homes pitch from Peter and Peter's friend, Jonathan. We'll, we'll talk about that pitch. Do you want to talk about it? Let's just talk about it now. <laughs> because that was just <laughs> such slime people, such slime men. I could not believe it. I was like, I cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. I, what? In so, this place? At this moment? So, if you guys remember, Peter is involved in some care homes, like, terrible stuff like he, he i think he basically remodels care homes to like the bare minimum so he saves costs on care homes which is it might be the worst person on the show maybe <laughs> um so during the pitch jonathan tells jonathan is peter's friend tells the kids we're going to be skating really close to the wind but i'm sure that no one in layman terms can, layman terms can get us on this meaning they're going to be doing illegal things with care homes and then to wrap it all off, do you know, know what Peter says? Let me write what Peter says. Our facilities of the care home won't offer all that you've dreamt of in a fancy care home, but it will afford what I'll call basic level care. Not what one would expect for, like, oneself, you know. They aren't going to offer all the bells and whistles you've dreamt of. And then Kendall comes in to interrupt. This is a terrible man. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what is he doing? It's a terrible man. Perfect to Caroline. Like, yeah, when you listen to the things he says, when <laughs> you really listen to him, man. you you kind of understand how, like, he'd be comfortable with someone like her. Because yeah. even when they're leaving, he's like, that was a waste of time. Yeah. And it's because, like, he doesn't care about, he pretends to be a bumbling person. But, like, I mean, he is kind of bumbling, kind of like, bumbling in his own but, right. Yeah. But, yeah, he's pretty callous. What, so, will afford what I will call basic level care. Anyway, so... Kendall gets a call from Greg during this pitch, and Greg obviously tells him the information that Martin is planning on fucking Shiv. Uh, then Kendall tells Shiv and Roman, which leads to an incredible series of scenes and conversations, which obviously I can't recount beat by beat, but it all culminates in the meal fit for a king. Let's talk about that section up to the meal fit for a king. Would you like to start with the cheese licking or the spit in the blender? I would like to end with that scene. And let's just stop because, <laughs> uh, because I actually really do like that scene. And we'll get to it. But uh, let's talk about the conversations that happened before. So over a series of conversations, Kendall basically convinces both Roman and, and Shiv that it should be him. And Shiv and Roman talk about Miraculously. Him. Yeah, Shiv and Roman talk about it, even though they don't, they don't particularly love the idea that it probably makes more sense for him, for it to be Kendall. Um... I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? We don't have to because it, it kind of it's kind of straightforward. But do you want to talk about those interactions? I mean, which part do you have in mind? Just everything. Just I just really like. To me, that's a written scene. Like that's a scene that the writer is writing, and it's like you know the writer is writing because like there's no score for maybe like I don't know how long that scene, those scenes are. Maybe five to ten minutes, and like I said, it's no there's no real thing to talk about. It's just I just like the progression of. 
the plot, lack of a better term, but just how they finally get on board and how Kendall kind of pitches himself. And like, it's like, yeah, like, really, I honestly, if I'm being honest, like Kendall is the only one that can actually be CEO. He's the only one that has... Among them. Yeah, among them, obviously. The only one that has like the actual experience or the bona fides or anything, like, it, it can't really be anyone else. And like, it was interesting to see them kind of finally make that realization. Obviously, we'll talk about Shiv's actions Well, I mean, they, they came to that realization under duress. I, I mm. would like to talk about it in the sense that there was they, they had to they, they were forced into a situation where they had to see that there was nothing left for them. Mm-hmm. For example, Roman claims to have been in a very violent fight, which he won. Okay, bro. But then he, I, I, no, I mean, I just think it's funny that life happens to him once, and now he sees there's more to, to life than bickering, and he mm-hmm. runs to his mother. That's just very funny. But um, Shiv, you know, realizes how much he's overplayed her hand. I mean, just looking at that PDF and seeing XXX <laughs> was just was just I crazy. I don't want to, I don't want to be crazy. the person in, in the Shiv corner, but like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, you overplayed her hand, but I might also be quite harsh because Martin was just a dick. Like, Martin, I mean, yeah, like, he, he was. Asshole. He No, for 100%, like, Two things can be true at the true, same time. True, that's true. Because that's true. she was, because she wasn't watching her back the way she should have. There was no reason for her to trust Madsen the way she did. Mm, that's very like true. no other person in the family would have trusted him like that. Logan wouldn't have. Kendall and Roman wouldn't have. I'm pretty sure Connor wouldn't. Well, I don't know actually about that one. But most of them wouldn't have trusted uh, Madsen the way Shiv did so easily because mm. she thought she was the one controlling him. That comes from overconfidence in a way, right? But once that happens, that she's forced to really see reality. And Roman is also in a point where, like, he he does still have a voice, but it's not the loudest one in the room, mm. saying, yeah, you know, in episode two, when you guys were not around, dad said it should be me. And Shiv mm. actually asked the question, like, okay, what else did he say when no one was around? Which is honestly a very yeah, he, fair he, thing he, he did to ask. Too it's so sad. Like, it's so yeah. sad that she would ask that. But is it a Zodiac killer? Literally, like. I'm sorry, guys. I you think know, Shiv is the funniest sibling. I do. I do think Shiv is the funniest sibling. I'm sorry. You've always thought that. <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I'm, but like this episode, like I think she's funnier than anyone else in this episode. Like, <laughs> like she's actually funny. Like when she shouts, "Rome, guess who Kendall thinks? You wouldn't believe who Kendall thinks should be CEO." Yeah, that was, like, was that was that was pretty great. I was like, she's a really funniest sibling. Uh, quickly though, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it, but I guess maybe we just do diligence. Speaking of Shiv controlling Martin, that 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 cartoon. Do you think it had an effect? I actually do believe him that it didn't, but what do you think? I when I saw it and realized what it was, I felt like it I felt like it did. Oh, when I saw it, I immediately thought about the pilot. Like yeah. how the Forbes magazine affect we, we know it doesn't change Logan's mind, but we know it's part of the things that affect Logan's decision. So I was like, oh, are we gonna have another like magazine article like influence CEO choices? Yeah. I mean Matson is a very arrogant dude, right? Mm. So I, I feel like, I, I do feel it had an effect on him. I think him saying it didn't have an effect was just to placate her. I, I genuinely think that. But he's also yeah, saying think it, I don't think it changed his mind or made him yeah. feel any. Feel like, I, I think it's something that maybe solidified thoughts he was already having. Yeah, because he's, he's, like he, he cares about not looking dumb. True. But I think it's also someone like Elon Musk who would want to like prove to everyone that he he's in on the joke. Like he can take the ribbon. So he wouldn't want to act. Do you get what like I mean? Like Kendall. Like Kendall, yeah. Yeah, actually like Kendall, yeah. Uh, but like he wouldn't want to seem like he's acting based off a joke. Like he couldn't take the jokes and now he's acting out. Anyways, but that's by the way, I think whether it affects or not, I think he could he's going to make a decision whichever way. What do you think of them discussing, like, should we kill him? 
<laughs> well, well, I want to believe that they were joking. I want to believe that it was all a joke. The way that scene felt, I I, was, I started to take them seriously just oh a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. When she was like, if we do kill him, we get to sleep and I'm very tired. Again, first yes. of all, very funny. Second of all, I felt seen. I was like, I, look, she might actually be the funniest. funniest. <laughs> Honestly, like it, it really works because obviously Kendall is inside water again. It's just a mm, thing, Kendall mm. and water throughout the show. When I saw him by the pool, I was like, we cannot be doing Kendall and water now. This is too much. This is actually too much. Yeah, I was like, literally, like, if this was a different show, he would have, like, he would have swam into that water and then they would just wouldn't have found him. Like, he's like, and then his body just floats to the surface later. Like, and it's like, yeah. now, what are they going to do if Kendall actually, like, dies? <laughs> Season five. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So let's talk about the, the meal fit for a king. We're not going to go through the ingredients one by one because I want everyone listening to keep their food inside their body. Um, You're well, welcome. I have to check the time. I had to check the time during the scene because it was things were going too well. And I was like, I know the show we're watching. I know the show that these guys are making. Cause I, so I checked and it was like 45 minutes left. I, I don't like yeah, to do that. Basically that. the exact halfway point. Yeah, I don't like the to do that. The exact halfway point is around 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I like to like let the, just the show surprise you. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was going to end there. Oh, we still have this long to go. So I don't like to check. But then I was like. Same. I was like, this is going too well. So I checked. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> because there's no way, like the only way <laughs> these guys can be happy at the end of the show is if they're happy one minute to the end of the show. <laughs> so I was like, if we have for five minutes left, then there is no way this show is ending, ending like this. So and even on rewatch, that scene is so good. That scene is so it's, hard. It's really great, especially so when like the mother, the mother shows up talks to them, scolds them a little bit, smiles at them, and then she goes away, even makes a joke about how she's not a good mother. Yeah. Like, don't eat cheese, please. Here's some, here's, here's back of bread Nobs. that I've, that I've frozen. What? Hey, baby, as someone who, who went to Loyola, is back of bread a real slice? Yes. Okay. 100%. I still eat it. Fair Come enough. for me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you just see that these guys were all children. Like, they're, they're just they're siblings. Like, these, like, when they start mimicking their mom, in the British accent. I was like, oh, you guys probably did that as children, didn't you? Like, you probably did this. And I was just like, oh, this, you're actually serious. I, I really like that scene. There's a point when, which I, I have to feel like was an improv or was like, wasn't meant to be in the, in the show, but then the editors and directors and whatever, Jesse saw it and I was like, we have to put it in. It was when Roman throws three slices at, at Shiv and she catches uh-huh. all three. And then you hear Roman kind of say, uh, how did you catch all three? Something like that. And then there's a look that Sarah Snook has, which is like, I was like, that's not shaved. I feel like that's Sarah Snook. I don't know what to expect. People have to go back and watch that scene. That particular yeah, I get you. I, I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, these guys are, I was like, these guys are so happy. Yeah. The, the, the portrayal was really good because like their happiness was already like, like as a viewer, their happiness was, was affecting you before you even realized it was affecting you, from which is how the, you know they're from doing the it. From the water, right? when they anoint yes. him and they're like, and she's like, smile bitch or whatever and i was like i was like oh i was like oh like, this let's is, this celebrate is, this is not going well you know and then they pour the thing over the head like those those smiles and laughs were so, it just felt so, so genuine it was so, really nice so genuine. i mean is that, is that how in tune this guy I was like this is this characters. is so wholesome this is too wholesome which too is then wholesome. followed up by them watching that video of logan with the gray oh. beards who knew who knew logan like okay. actually hung out with let's, the let, gray let, beards. let's let's go there so it's where the great reallocation and so I guess now that there are no more episodes of the show, we can assume that this was the flashback scene that Brian Cox was talking about that he shot with with Kerry. 
um, we thought it was something more sinister. Did, little did we know that it was just just more wholesomeness. This was when I this was when I was like, this is a great finale because this is incredibly emotional, and some might say too emotional, but I felt like it was working. That's when I was like, oh, this is a great and. I didn't mention this earlier, but the reason I think it's a great finale, I think it's a great episode of Succession. It's not a different show. It didn't become a different show because it's, it's the series finale. Like, Succession has had those moments of intimacy, especially this season. Like, we, we think back to Connor's wedding or we think back to the funeral last week. Like, there are moments of intimacy amongst the three, sometimes four children. And I don't know. I can see, if I was to see a critic, maybe, maybe a review say, oh, this scene is too emotional for succession and it's too warm. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't agree, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But I don't know. I, that's when that scene but comes such, I was like, But hints of such moments have existed in the show from time. Exactly. You can't say this is different because they wanted to show us these guys seeing their dad being warm, but that's not something he would have really shown them in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So to show us them seeing that, they had to see it the way they did on a screen in the past, in the presence of Connor, who's the only person who would have exactly. really been there and had access. Exactly. Like I, Connor, told, I told you guys last week, Connor had importance. Connor being there. Connor being like the, Connor, he's the one child that Logan actually like could really stomach on some level. He's also the one child that Logan did not spend the most time with and was probably disappointed with. They, they, they could, I mean, but age. there could have been guilt there. He's like, mm. okay, there is guilt here in, in how that happened. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going. I'm going to see you. Like he's. It's one of those things where, like, I, like I read a quote many years ago that said, you know, one thing we all want is to get to an age where we're old enough that our parents become our friends, mm. right? And I think that's something that Connor and Logan kind of achieve on a, on a like kind of like an on and off basis. He's like his son, but kind of his associate, and that's because he's not in competition with him. Like Logan's problem was always that he was in competition mm. with his own kids for mm. what he had given them. But Connor wasn't part of that. He wasn't in competition with him in that sense. He just didn't want, he's like, oh, he's, he's like, yeah, you can do what you want. Like, oh, I'm thinking about this or that. Like, um, what are your thoughts? Or can you make this happen for me? Or can you go to this random place and handle this thing? Mm-hmm. Like, he handled his affairs on some level. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want, just, just like, yeah, just do all that, but please don't embarrass me. That's all. The one time he scolded Connor in the series was when that whole play thing was happening. He asked yeah, for the a cool hundred million. <laughs> and he's like, please stop this president thing. You are embarrassing me. Uh, it's so funny because like in real life, I think I'm pretty sure it's less than 10 years between Brian Cox and Alan Rock. Well, obviously Alan Rock has always looked young. So like, I mean, I, I think I think he was already like 30 during Ferris Bueller's day off. Like, so yeah, he has always looked young, but like, yeah, like those guys are more peers than, than, than father and son. Um, but yeah, that scene, oh, that's that scene. Oh my god, that scene is so good! It's really nice. I mean, him doing like a Logan impression in front of Logan and Logan smiling, you know, Jerry being present, Frank and Carl actually saying, Carl you know, singing, Kerry holding him. Kerry and I was Logan. like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to say. Like, I can see the argument that people are like, oh, this is like what something you put in the finale just to make it seem emotional or whatever. Again, I don't agree and I fully buy it where you can be like, oh, this is, this is way Yeah, too no, this fully belonged here. But yeah, like we've never seen him, him and Kerry, like, yeah, him and Kerry, like sharing that moment. And, and, actually, like, and speaking of him and Kerry, that's something I said out loud. I was like, wow. So when the Greybeards, um, it's so crazy how I really call them the Greybeards, greybeards. now, but when the, <laughs> when the Greybeards, um, for anybody who doesn't follow that, actually, I mean Frank and Carl and mm-hmm. somewhat Jerry. Mm-hmm. 
when they're talking about oh like is or is not something happening with Kerry and Logan oh like oh I don't want to say anything da 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 like we, this whole time we've been thinking they're speculating but they fully know they, they hang know. out with them mm-hmm. like they have like all these cute dinners at his place like these were his actual like they were his circle like whenever he called them in a circle I thought it was just business oh those were his best friends they were really his friends those were I his mean, friends his real best especially friends especially Frank there. but yeah I mean Frank he's not Frank for what 50, 40 years at least 40 yeah, years, yeah. Um, it's sad that you that Ewan couldn't be there. I feel like yeah, that's, that's the thing that would have made it not, not believable. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. If, I think like, if, if Ewan, if was, Ewan was there, that's when it would have now been implausible. Yeah, I was like, okay, let's let's behave ourselves here. <laughs> let's behave ourselves yeah. here. Yeah, but the fact, but the, the people who were there, it made sense for them mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. I just wonder who was filming. I do. I was wondering that. I mean, the option, it can't be colored. Maybe, maybe one of the servants. Maybe, um, no, no, because one person was seated. So I'm thinking exactly. Um, That's why I want Willa. I mean, maybe Willa. Yeah. yeah, actually, true. Maybe Willa. That, Although that's you expect Willa to be beside him, but maybe Willa, maybe beside Connor. Yeah, because yeah, but she probably would have gone to a put because she the, the the camera moved a bit, like it was like yeah. you know, panning and stuff. So she probably got to, to a place where she could really see what was going on because Connor was doing an act. So it would have made sense that she would have gone to the other side yeah. of the table. But then obviously, I, see I, that. I think Logan was kind of saying all the. Um, Losers of ele- of American elections, it seemed like which is from, very from impressive, time. by the way. Yeah, it seemed that like was, that was from you know, like from the from the first election, like up. Yeah, to, that's everybody who has lost an election. I think up to two thousand. I don't think he did it, after. It takes a lot to know that. Yeah, because hmm. it's not just that means anybody could master the names of like everybody who's been president of the country, but everybody yeah. who's lost. That's the names who have been quote unquote forgotten, lost to history. Hmm. yeah that's, that's anyway. interesting and one thing that's about that that I thought was interesting and sort of speaks to the way things work in the show in terms of people trying and trying and trying again a lot of those names those are people who were actually president which goes to show you that what, so a, lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of people who became president of the US didn't do it on their first try they've don't, actually lost before don't, don't let Nigerians hear you please don't let Tiku hear you please I beg we've already had one or two of those oh. we, don't, we don't need more um, <laughs> I mean, even the current president. This is yeah, what his fourth try. Yeah, let's not let's not encourage let's any not more of, of those people. Anyway, so Tom, so my reading of this is that Tom's greed gets in the way because him saying, "Well, maybe you should vote it through." If it's also it's so stupid. Like Tom, are you stupid? Why would you say that? Ridiculous. Um, and then obviously he says, "Tell Shiv, yeah, it's me." Whatever. Uh, the music that 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 drop for Shiv comes in. Um, and then I have Tom, thoughts on that music. Okay, say it's it. really good. Say it. No, it's just oh, just really good. good. Like, Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like um, it's been sort of like an undertone this season. Like throughout mm. the season, very very pivotal moments or like rousing moments have had it. It's it's kind of like a new arrangement. This finale had a lot of interesting arrangements of the main theme, mm. but this particular story I'm talking about, like if I think we first heard it when Logan was making his speech in episode two, the were pirates speech. Oh, okay. Love it. That's when it first came. Then didn't Kendall we heard get it, it last week? Yeah, Kendall. Yeah. And no, well, I wasn't even his first time. He got it oh. again. I think um, when he blackmailed Hugo in episode oh, four, okay. at okay. the very end of the episode, that was now the closing song for that episode. Then he, when he secured Hugo, Hugo at the funeral, the wolf wolf moment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it comes on. And then when Shiv finds out about Tom, and then walks up and says to her brothers, "It's Tom." Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Okay, battle stations." It comes on again. Mm-hmm. So there's clearly a theme there. And I'm looking for, I mean, 
this anybody who knows me as as I say this, you just hear it and be like, of course. But I do listen to the succession music. Like it's just a thing that I listen to sometimes because mm-hmm. I just think it's that good. Um, actually, one of the songs from like episode, one of the tracks from episode two is like in my rapped thing. It's like my second most listened song <laughs> because I just had it playing like in the background all the time. Um, it's it's just nice. Um, but I think that like that song is going to have an interesting name. I'd be curious to see what 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 that track mm. is called. I think the album because, is now. Oh, thank God. Because usually it takes a while. Mm. So they all go to the Waystar work offices for the vote. And then Kendall and Roman share a scene. What did you make of this scene? Because I have a reading, but I don't know if my reading is too far off. I mean, I'd like to hear a reading because um, I think that was Roman kind of, I think it takes him a little while to process things generally. Mm. And, you know, they said what they said the previous nights um, as to, you know, let's give, let's give it to him and all that. Let's crown you and stuff. But then he starts to really mourn the fact that it's not him, that maybe he failed again. But I think that's also a product of him missing Logan because he just wanted to do what his father wanted and Jerry as well. He's saying, oh, why is she here? I don't want to see her. And then I, I need to leave. It's like, okay, relax. No one, like, no one cares about that. Just do what you came here to do. But then they, they talk and like, it's part him encouraging Roman and him telling Roman, like, know your place and do what you need to do. And I think that that mix was equal parts sinister and equal parts wholesome somehow. Um, because then that hug happens. Mm-hmm. That hug where he said, because I thought it was like he needed an excuse to leave. He's like, oh, this stitching is actually very good. Like, I got in the fight and like, it's not going to, it's not going to really show. And like, I'm going to be here. And like, it looks kind of stupid. Like, it's not even bleeding enough. And then he hugs him such that the wound opens. And I'm like, what is happening here right now? And then I thought, okay, what if this is him like trying to open that wound so Roman has an excuse to leave and he doesn't have to be here? But then we saw him at the board meeting anyway. So I just wonder what what all of that was like. Was that a show of force, a show of power, yeah. a show so, of intimidation? Is that another continuation from their childhood? Mm-hmm. Like we saw the wholesome childhood callback. Mm-hmm. Is this now the less wholesome childhood callback? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'll talk about all our listeners because you probably come to this podcast expected like answers, and then we're just kind of working through our own shit on the podcast, and you have to listen to that. Uh, but yeah, we're like, look, we're we are not any smarter than you guys. So my reading of that scene was basically the same as yours, but in a darker direction. Because the way I read it was like, first of all, he sees Jerry and he's kind of maybe, first of all, he doesn't want to see Jerry, but he's kind of ashamed by the look, the injury, the scars, the stitching, whatever. And he's like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see me. I'm going to call into the meeting. And then he's, God, again, working through, I'm trying trying to make sense because I'm thinking that he is kind of like, why can't he be me? Like, this stitching is not even that bad. Like, face value, I look, I present as a CEO. Like, I'm fine. Why can't it be me? And so he's almost like he's using that stitching as the reason why he's not CEO. Right? He's using that as an, ex- as an excuse. It's not. He, I'm sure he knows it's not. But, like, in that moment, he's using it as the excuse of, this stitching is fine. It can be me. Like, he's almost like, if, it was, if I didn't have this stitching, I would be fit enough to be CEO. If I didn't have this blemish, if I didn't have this mark on me, I'll be good. The difference between me and Kendall is that Kendall doesn't have this mark on him. And then my interpretation of that of the hug was now then that Kendall hugs him. One, because it, it felt like Kendall was making sure his 
the stitching was got to Kendall's shoulder. Like he placed it perf- perfectly right. So I felt like one, he wanted to open the stitching to kind of be like, look, as in literally look, you're not fit enough. Like you don't look like your your stitching is bleeding. This is not how you see your looks. Hmm. So so make, interesting. So almost make Roman feel like, oh yes, I don't look the part of the CEO. But then also the other hand, I think it was it was physical abuse. Right. It was physical abuse. Yeah, it, that's it what was, I meant. Like a show of force, intimidation. Yes, from it was. Yeah. But back to what you said, a condition of their childhood. It was putting Roman in the cage. It was in a vice. Yeah, Th- that yeah, cage is it, what I was thinking of. Yeah, because he holds he with the holds dog him food. There. He holds him there to make sure that stuff starts bleeding. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's not the final moment, but I think it's the, probably the penultimate step in Kendall's journey of becoming Logan. Like that is physical abuse from his brother to a goal to our And we know that he did protect him from the physical abuse that he may have received from Logan. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Kendall, in, in a lot of ways, is kind of Logan. I mean, Logan is his middle name, right? That's not an accident. Mm-hmm. I think last episode, first of all, Jess leaving was mm-hmm. the last wall breaking that was separating was, him and his humanity. The last tether to like that, that's, that's humanity. Mm-hmm. And that speech... I mean, Shiv called it a coronation demolition derby, but that was him taking the throne in a way. Like mm-hmm. that speech was, in a sense, his coronation. Mm-hmm. Like he really presented himself. Like, look at the guy who walks into that funeral, and look at the guy who's shaking everybody's hand different. as people are leaving. Different, very even, like, different. Even, even for Roman, for Roman, compared the entrance and the and the, end, the beginning and the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, the way he handled not having the vote at the beginning of this finale, and going over there to look for Roman, and talking to Telly the way he did asking the questions he was asking, like he was processing things in a almost uncharacteristically pragmatic way. Like mm. it's a way that we know is him, but a way we just haven't got a, a chance to see. Of course, it starts to get to his head a bit. You know, right before he does the, the, the hug with Roman, he's sitting at his father's chair. And I remember asking myself earlier in the episode, why are they still using their own offices? Like nobody's going into Logan's office yet. That's interesting. But now they're in Logan's office. It's only office. been like four yeah. days. I, no, exactly. Mm. But now he sits there and then his legs are up, and then he's talking. He's doing what he's doing to look. I think actually to, to to Roman. I think that actually is the is the start of when Shiv is like. Oh, me I don't too. know if I want to do this. Me I think too. I was gonna ask yeah. you this. I'm, let, let's. I let's think that's it. when she was. She starts to think she's not. She's not able to stomach it. Like she's watching him live his quote unquote first day, yeah. and she's seeing what is what is happening. And what does and, he say to I mean, Stewie? We'll, we'll get into it. Let's get his dick sucked or something. And she's like, hmm. Yeah, is this, is like this you can see I her reactions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Me Plus, too. knowing that they, that they, they could end up sidelining her, right? Like, so all of that put together, and what he then does to Roman to kind of just establish that control, you know, is showing that like Kendall has kind of become Logan. Like, you mm-hmm. might as well call him Logan Kendall Roy now. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, it, it, it's um, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's well written. To be yeah, honest. just because to go back to that scene quickly, because the reason I had probably even deciphered it was because I was like. Roman is not reacting, which obviously makes sense as someone who probably lived through the abyss as a child. Like he, on one hand, he's saying like, fuck you. He's saying like, I'll stop. But on the other hand, he's not reacting in a way that like, shoot, someone who's just like, do you get what I mean? Like if if my mate or my brother just hit me or whatever, I would react in a particular way. But I was like, oh, that that actually does make sense. And then once Roman leaves, I think this is great from Mark Mylod, the next shot is of Logan's empty chair. And that was when I was like, oh yeah, this that has to be it. Because Logan's empty chair, 
then like pictures of Logan. Logan's got stuff from the office, things that we yeah. saw the first time we, they showed us the office mm-hmm. in that initial season. So I was like, oh, okay. That just has to mean that like that was the basically the ghost of Logan in, in, in Kendall making him do that thing. So my reading of that scene is that it was physical abuse and romance. Yeah, to control him in a sense. Um, yeah, it's, it's that darkness. And I think Shiv sensed it on some level. Like I know we need kind of like an explanation still <laughs> as to all the reasons she did what she did. I mean, I'm getting asked questions and, and these are fair questions. Things like, you know, why do write like, and I said this earlier, why do writers feel the need to like shock us? Like it is, it is fine to have like something that people are expecting as the end. Um, I think people are starting to wonder like, why is everybody just trying to, you know, show that they're smarter than the audience? But I, I don't think this is, I don't really think this is that. I get where people are coming from if they're saying that, but I don't think this How is does that, how that. would that work? You, you would, no, I don't, I don't think I agree with that. Because what, well, you would, in this case, what do they mean? They mean like somebody, one of the kids becoming CEOs. Um, either, yeah, that or like, but that's completely know, against of, or, 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 or none of them becoming CEO. Yeah. But for some other reason as to what Shiv did. For example, like, I know, and this is a thing that we definitely have to get into. Uh, we'll do it a little bit today and we'll do it like in the in the kind of like in, in the exit Four survey episode, episode yeah, that we're yeah. gonna do. Um but it's like why would she choose what she what 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 she did? On some level, her not voting Kendall hurts her, right? Because mm-hmm. yes, he's I mean I like I have a whole thing on this, I guess, but like choosing Tom is one thing for her, choosing Kendall is another. Mm-hmm. By choosing Matson, she's choosing Tom. But choosing Tom is not so great on some level because Tom is very replaceable. Kendall is not that replaceable once he's there, if he's there. But Tom's replaceability is actually one of his selling points to Madsen. So mm-hmm. Madsen could actually replace him tomorrow, depending on what's happening. Like we've, It's been well established, even multiple times in this episode alone, that Madsen is a dick who will just like screw people over. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing that happens. So why would she then do that? Um, I mean, of course, I, I'd like to know your own thoughts on as to why she's thinking what she's thinking. But I think that was one of the things that made people go like, why? This feels so random. Does it really make sense for Shiv to do this? Like, shouldn't it have been maybe something else that would have taken away the votes? Like, maybe someone else, like, I don't know, Stewie being the one to betray them. But I don't um, think that that, that 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 would have had as much as much emotional weight, first of all. Yeah. And secondly, like, a lot was a, a lot of stuff came from her not doing that because now like, like like she said no or like in the uh, or yes to Matt in, in the in the media right away she walked away for a bit and 100%. they had to chart yeah. it she had to then express everything that she was thinking all the conflict mm-hmm. and the conflict by the way did continue in that meeting because Kendall said a bunch of things he was like um you know like I said she she thought that he would side sideline her again she saw some signs. Mm-hmm. He said that he and Roman secured the deal with Matson, which is not what happened. She secured the deal. And it's not like they don't know it at this point. They know it now. Like the reason they got that big number from Matson, that came after the discussion with, with Shiv. And he was always going to try and screw them over. But, you know, here he is leaving her name out of the narrative, even in the presence of the board. Mm-hmm. And you, they show her face as yeah. soon as he as soon as yeah. he says what, those words, they show her face. And she's Roman. fuming. Yeah. Yeah. She's literally fuming. And She's like, do I really want to allow this to happen? Like, I am the one thing standing in the way of this guy becoming a second version of my father who is actually kind of discount. Like, he's not even the full version. He's not doing things the way it's going to... Like, he, he probably won't be as good at this job as he thinks he will be. Like a mm-hmm. Cecil Lannister type of thing. <laughs> so, it, it's... 
she she has to decide like what 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 do I want? Do I want to side with my brother and then kind of just be here, just be present? Because technically she's on the board, she's president of, of Waystar, sure. Or do I want to secure things for this child that I don't particularly want in this marriage that I kind of maybe want to save and just like let it go? Because in the end, this turns into a non-victory, non-defeat for her. She didn't win, but she def- we can de- we can definitely say she didn't. Like if anybody lost here, it's definitely Kendall. Roman is at a point where like he's he's go- he's probably going to be least affected by this. He can just continue living his life. He's the one who's happy to just like take the payout and just mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. in the weeds. He's he's basically the, the guy that we first met in episode one of season one. Right now, when he's smiling he's just at had that a weird, bar, a weird two years. This is this might have this might as well have been a fever dream for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he may as well have just like went gone to sleep and then woken up and was like, oh, dad is dead. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's that's all that's changed. Like there's the repercussions for all of this, but I think Shiv was really starting to weigh the cost, and she said it at the end of episode eight. You know, these things do have consequences. Mm-hmm. Like that look on her face. She, she's like, "Are you the kind of guy who wants to be on the wrong side of history?" Essentially, she has that conversation with him in that in in, in the election episode where they're talking about whether he's a good father, and she said that he was okay. Which, funny enough, is the exact same thing she said about Logan yeah. at the funeral. He could not put like put a, 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 a whole of a woman, woman together in yeah. his head, but he was kind of okay in the end. I think and she just didn't want more of that. I think. Yeah, I think it's incredibly consistent. Yeah, I, so I, I think not, the signs were there. She does not rate Kendall as a CEO. She has never done that. She has never. Yeah. She has never like even from season one when when Kendall was doing the stuff she was kind of like insulting his tactics or whatever like she has never thought that kendall was a good ceo mm-hmm. and what does she say in that meeting she says i love you but i can't stand you or something like that like, like i can't stomach you i can't stomach you so i, I don't think she's she's never like she's she has always been antagonistic against against kendall i don't think i mean look i think I didn't want it to happen because like oh yeah you, i mean the way it happened was was yeah, shocking like, for sure but it's not implausible I was what because obviously I rewatched it and I was like I could see that she was a lot more contemplative than she should have been before the vote. I was like second watch, I'm like oh okay that makes sense. Like this thing has already happened. Like her decision or whatever. Maybe she had a meeting with with Tom or whatever has already happened, and she's do, she's thinking this. But I think all the reasons why she shouldn't have said no, or rather she shouldn't have said ye- yes, are the things playing through her mind. That's why she doesn't say. No, um, no or yes in the in the boardroom. She walks out, but I think kind of seals his fate when she like. I think there is still room for her to be convinced in that second room. Like, there's a point when Roman is kind of like, let's just just come and sign it, and she's like, I don't think you can do a good job. Which I don't. Kind of says I don't believe you, and I I think part of it is not true. Part of it is true. Like I think she thinks he can do a good job, but doesn't like a job that she likes. I I don't think. Like, he could probably do a decent job. She it can feels admit, random. Yeah, she can admit. No, I, I think she can admit that he could do a decent job, but she it's not a job that she would approve of, if that makes sense. Like, okay, yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a fine CEO, but it's not like something that I would like. But I think it's the moment Kendall says that he made up the story about the dead kid that she's like, oh. Big mistake. There is no way That's, supporting you. Like, yeah, I, I think that up is, to that, then she that, has to be convinced. Point, yeah, she that could have worked, but then as soon as he said it, I was like, "Why would you do that?" First of all, okay, I, I mean, know I know I said, why he did it. It's wrong. Why yeah, he, yeah. He thought that like if he could say that, that's not a 
real red flag against me, then they would vote for but him. It's but it's actually so stupid because yeah. that that is that that is that is just not a believable lie. Like Roman could maybe could maybe take it in, but there was no way Shiv was going to go for it because well, even if she does he, believe it, then that just means that just makes him look worse. That's the thing. I think they believe the it. fact that he would make that up. That's makes him look worse. So I don't know why he yeah. would say that as it as a matter of helping his case. So I think that's they, I th- why that's what I doesn't think make they sense. Believe, I think they believe that he made it up, which is what is worse. They're like, and to me that's incredibly dark. I'm sorry. Like Kendall making up kind of line that he made up the death story. It's so fucking dark. I guess that means he's he's finally he's finally made made peace with it, but that's not the way I would have wanted him to do that. <laughs> yeah, making peace seems like it's straight because like to make up that story, to lie that you made up that story and then still not even win, is like I've lost, but at what cost? You've lost. Every, no, oh my! Honestly, that's 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 <laughs> literally even, Ned Stark saying. That's literally like Ned Stark saying. Yeah, you know, I was trying to, I was plotting to like overthrow Joffrey, da, 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 and then yeah. they cut his head off anyway. That's yeah. that's what made Ned Stark's 100%, death painful. Hundred percent. He's like, I've lost by what cost? Um, so I, I think she believes him. I think she she believes that he lied. And like, what I think, what does Roman say? Was it a play or something? And it makes so much sense that Tom last week would be, or two weeks ago, would be like, is your story about a child a play? Because like, these people in this family can use anything as a play. Like, they believe that he used the story of a dead child as a tactic, as a ploy. Um, it's an it's it's an incredible ongoing. I think once he does, because even Roman is like, no, bro, fuck that. Like, if I can, I'll go back and change my own votes. Like, what? Like, I think once that happens, there is no which he basically back. does, to be honest. Like, I think, uh, I think, I think he kind of just needed the backing from Shiv to be like, you know what, this isn't going to work for me because he doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. He just he just ended up not not, not caring, and I, I I just thought that that was such a bad move from Kendall. Then he starts to shout, and like the fact that they like the directing from My Lord, amazing. The mm-hmm. fact that they showed us people could see them, not just hear, hear them, them. Yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah. See, see, see the like, fight, the fight, see oh what's going on, and the physical fight. People are chuckling when they walk out. Like it's just such a joke. Like it, it's such a confirmation of the whole like we are nothing thing that Roman says, mm-hmm. right? Oh, bullshit. Literally, because how do I put this? It's it's kind of like it's it's like this whole time, like this entire season has been it's 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 been a series of questions, right? See, and and I think it's been the case with every season. So season one was um was I, I guess about like you know the connection like between the family and all that stuff. Season mm-hmm. two, we explored themes of compat- compatibility. Um, season three, it's more about like culpability, like who can be liable for what, in what's in, in, in and 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 how much does that affect everyone everyone else? But I think like there's like with season four, there's this the, 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 there's a question of like sincerity, like kind of accepting themselves mm. and understanding like who they really are and what they are. Logan puts a very important question, or he sees the statement. Obviously, things are. Um, <laughs> That are going to be remembered in this in this series forever. I remember when it came out in the trailer. Like I was already joking that it was the best line of the season already. I love mm-hmm. you, but you are not serious people. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, like if you really think about it, the rest of the season is them trying to. It's, it's really just the show trying to show us like are these actually serious people? And I think Roman saying that in that moment is him saying, "Bro, let it go." Like in the end, we are actually not serious people. The fact that all of this is happening the way it is. And lives are just going to go on. And we can even get to this point where like, we can't even have a united front. 
it's over. Like it's over at this point. Like in that, that's that's the tragedy here. Like this this show, like it's it's not much of it's not. I mean, it's hilarious. I don't know if we call it a comedy. It's the funny show. It's on definitely TV, a drama, but, but it's not a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's not a comedy. Like which is insane. But like in the end, it's a tragedy. Like it's it's just a very funny tragedy. The fact that in the end they are not serious people, no matter what they try to delude themselves into, is just sad on so many levels. Like I don't know if Logan would be turning in his grave or like laughing if he was around. Like it's just there's, there's so much to to unpack with that because you think about where everybody's going to go from here and like what everybody has lost and there's not much left for 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 any of them. I mean, Kendall's life is in shambles. He doesn't well, really have anything anymore. Yeah, let's talk about let's let's talk about where where we live these characters. Um, don't worry, guys. We're gonna like I said, we're gonna go in depth later. So if you have any questions or any addendums any clarifications you want from us just message us tweet at us um, dm us so we leave the characters roman first of all we leave connor in limbo because he doesn't know whether he's going to go to slovenia or not and willa may or may not be doing a long distance thing with an ambassador depending on whether Mankin gets the presidency um roman is drinking a he's drinking his mom's favorite drink at a bar a vodka martini and he's smiling at it which is I mean, that, that, that's self-explanatory. Um, Shiv and Tom are kind of holding hands in, in the car. But I remember when I watched that scene, the first thing I was like, the power dynamics in this couple have so visibly alt- um, changed. They're so visibly altered. I was like, it's so clear. I think show anyone a still image of this scene and they will have to tell you who, who is in charge of this scene. Like, it's like, it, yeah. it's obviously great acting to Matthew McFadden and, and Sarah Snook, but you can feel that like, the part that Ramis have just changed. She's become her mom in, in the worst way that she Jesus. that she never wanted that she never wanted to. Because she's here she is with a man that she doesn't quite love, hmm. having a child that she doesn't quite want, and not really being in control of anything career or business wise. She's kind of just there for the ride. And she doesn't have much connection she's to her own family. Line? Or some, in some ways, like she's 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 become like a weird shadow of her mother. Like she's not really her mother yet. Like only she's time still has some agency. Yeah, she's still yeah, she and still it's only time ta- if she wants. Yeah, exactly. But still, well, you're right. We won't we won't know how it's going to be with with her daughter. But like the the sad parallel and like this continues with the whole tragedy thing I was just talking about is Shiv has somewhat become Caroline and Kendall has somewhat become Logan, but with all of the loneliness and none of the power, mm. and. That that is that is just a lot to deal with. I mean, when he was, these seasons won't be complete. Like all these board meetings, if we don't see Kendall walking in the street looking disheveled, and as he's doing that, I'm thinking, wow, Kendall walking in the park. That's such like Logan. And then and the then camera turns and Colin is there. Colin. I'm like, wow. Like I'm they like, literally, wow. he has become Logan. All the loneliness, but none of the power. Shiv has become her mother, with just again like. <laughs> All of the loneliness, but none of the wits. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't remember if I tweeted this or said this on the podcast, but earlier in the season, I think it was after episode two, yeah, two, and I said, um, Jeremy Strong is the best slow walker on TV. And that still remains true, man. Nobody, nobody slow walks that like him. That dude looks so happy. Nobody slow so walks happy. like him. Um, I remember, I was, I was thinking of Matthew McFadden and Sarah Snook's reactions to the finale it came out way back when I think it was Sarah Stunk that said that when they 
either when they read the table or when they were shooting the scene that she went in and she was like oh wow this is so like so dire the ending is so dark so pessimistic and matthew was like no i don't think so it's, it's quite optimistic it's there's a, there's a bit of an opening there <laughs> <laughs> at, at the time it didn't make sense but now i'm like oh of course he thought oh that. my gosh <laughs> he's, literally he's the ceo of course he thought that <laughs> um okay so okay so obviously we don't spend too much time because we're gonna do a follow-up so i think we'll start wrapping up but i'm not i'm gonna ask you a question i'm not gonna ask you who won because you guys know my thoughts on that I, I, mm-hmm. no one was ever gonna win the show oh no there's probably someone that won it's not one of the kids definitely if someone won is tom or maybe carolina Definitely Madsen. Madsen just came in and just just won. Like, just, and that's just, something I thought about. It's like, wow, won. is everything really going to go into the hands of somebody we didn't know it like two seasons ago? No, I didn't. I, I didn't know Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter until he bought Twitter. So what? What? What do we know? Uh, <laughs> Such accuracy. <laughs> so, oh. uh, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to ask you who won, but I would ask you who did you feel sorry for the most during this finale? You can have more than one answer if you want. I do want. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm going to start with Kendall. <laughs> Is that number one? Is Kendall number one or just, oh, you're not he's ranking number, them? I'd say he's, he's I mean, I'm not really ranking them, but mm-hmm. like, because, okay, like I said, Shiv, she hasn't really won. She hasn't really lost. Roman is essentially where we, right where we first found him. But Kendall, like, they even give, like, they give us some more context as to how Logan told him at the age of seven oh, that it was going to be him. Like, that's that's such that. a thing to to do to a child right so depressing because this is everything he's ever wanted and now we have even more context as to why because he has no purpose in life outside this we keep on saying oh why why does he want this like why does he but like yeah because he's been told for 30 because he was told to want all he can get and all he must get like if he's trying for something for 30 plus years obviously oh that was so sad man when when yeah like i mean i have like i said i haven't spent too much time on on twitter it's still quite early but i know that there is a gigantic swath of people on the internet that are so sure Kendall's going to kill himself. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's so, first of all, it's dark and funny at the same time that, oh, I don't that, think Kendall, that the fandom... I, sorry, I don't think Kendall lives more than five years after this finale. Oh, God, you're part of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's on, plausible. Want, it's honestly plausible. Did you, he literally said that he, he cannot do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He said, he said it. That's why, he, that's why he's really the, the one that I, that I most feel sorry for because... Yeah. Everybody else can rebuild on some level, but even, and he can physically, financially, he can, mm-hmm. but mentally, he's never going to get away from you because even if he does build something else, even if the 100, for example, does come to life, he's always going to know that this is the one thing he was supposed to do that he was never able to. And that has a toll on a, that, that it takes on a person. Also, first of all, did we know about, we didn't know that Everson was not his child, did we? Um, I don't believe that. Yeah, because, wait, what do you mean you don't believe it? I'm. I mean, I don't believe it. I mean, I. I mean, I'm not saying I don't. I'm not seeing that as a revelation. I'm seeing that as Roman throwing insults as his no, brother. Iverson no, is definitely his child. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. Wait, but like, no. I. I. I've, he would have reacted that way if it was not true. I. Uh, I think he. I think he would have in that way. He's, oh, he is kind of petulant. Iverson, Iverson is younger, right? Yeah, because Sophie's adopted and Iverson is his son and brother, right? I think so, that, that, that honestly works. Okay. I don't think. Okay. I mean, them saying that, well, she has a bloodline thing. Like, maybe maybe that's the writing kind of say That's something that the family would maybe have a rumor about. But I really don't feel like that has much veracity. Like, obviously, as a writing thing, it's amazing. That's beautiful to put in there. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if in, in, in the world it's sure it has that much veracity. I think, especially since it came from Roman, I don't think yeah. she would ever have said that. I, 
that Logan probably if Logan has said it, oh, Logan, Logan, then I would have taken it, then I would have taken it seriously. Wait, I think but, Logan said. Okay, wait, sorry. Let, let's, not, let's not spend five minutes on this. Because yeah, I thought... We, we, we might have to look into it, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Iverson is his son. I'm not ready to accept any notion that says that Iverson is the son of Rava and some random random person that worked in the office. So in my head, Iverson was older than, than, than Phoebe. Sorry, Sophie. Phoebe? Than Sophie. So maybe like it was a marriage, a child from a different marriage or different relationship, but she's younger. So it have to mean that... Rather cheated on, on Kendall. So, so, so maybe it's not verified, but it's probably true. What do we know? Anyway, okay. I'll say something for that. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, this is a bold statement to make for this family because this guy is backstabbing and then they're at, they're at the breakfast dinner the next morning. But you kind of feel like maybe this is, if not the end, it's a, this is like a real rupture in, in the real their relationship. Like this is nothing's ever gonna be the same. This is Logan and you kind of Kendall rupture. Yeah, like this is the Logan Logan and you kind of rupture. Like you just feel like you, there's some things in that room that that was said that just can't happen again, can't come back from. Um, yeah. But apart from Kendall, who else do you feel sorry for? Not because I have no empathy. I, I, I just want to say that I don't feel sorry for him. But I just want to put that out there. I don't really feel sorry for him. Not because I don't feel for him, but yeah, because I but think he's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's why. Um, I kind of this is this is sort of like it's almost insane to say, but I kind of feel sorry for the for the graybeards that are Jerry <laughs> because because like yeah, they, be they deserve their fate on some level. Like Carl definitely does. But they don't even know that Tom is going to like. They're like, "Oh, are we going to stay? Are we going to go like Golden Parachute, or do we stay for one more round?" And they don't even know that he's already decided to remove them. And honestly, go, man. why? Why thing? wouldn't he? Remember what Carl said to him in episode four? Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. Zero. I forgot no about that. I, I the China, the China meeting. Um, yeah, he's like, and you're just here, and like you're invited to the boss, and the old, old boss's daughter. She doesn't even like you. Oh, like, all that stuff you said, like even if Frank stayed, Carl was definitely never going to. So yeah. maybe on some level, I feel bad for Frank because it would be for him to have stayed. Um, Why, I, man? These guys should just go with their money. Yeah, they should really leave. Like they should leave of their own volition before Tom has to get rid of them because mm-hmm. he's definitely going to get rid of them. Jerry is nobody. Anybody with a brain will know that Jerry is useful. Unfortunately, Roman lost his for a little bit there, mm. and decided um, that she was not like. That's like one thing everybody in this show that can agree on, that Jerry is worth keeping around. Yeah. So mine, Kendall's my number one, obviously, like for this for things we've spoken about. Again, it's not like I'm like, oh, wow, Kendall, I feel, but just, you feel bad. Like, not, not like, like he deserves everything he gets, like this show, the altar, we've established that, but like, just, it, again, this most, most of this is down to Jeremy Strong's acting, but some of those things you're like, oh yeah, this is, this has to be a tough pill to swallow. Um, my number two is Greg. I'm just like yeah. I wanted to see him, but I don't know if I feel that sorry for him. Because he was I, just I doing what Greg does. Gonna be fine. Yeah, he's gonna be fine, but it's not gonna be fun. Like I, I think Tom loves him too much to ever throw him far away, and I think eventually Martin will like him again. Like Martin is cracking. Like uh, Greg is one of those guys that they will like eventually. But you kind of feel like if if Tom had told him, he wouldn't have gone to snitch. Tom just did not share information with him, and he was just doing what Greg does. My number three. Anyway, I feel sorry for this guy, man. He flew all the way from Monaco. He was just me. <laughs> There's a line that Caroline said, which I don't, I, it, I hope it doesn't mean what I think it means. Because she was like, he came from Monaco and he has to watch his days here. What did you think when she said that? I didn't think too deeply about it. I was like, is he on the run from something? 
That's what, that's, like, that's what I thought. I like, mean, is, he, is he on the road? He can't like... Well, I mean, they are doing something. Okay, so... Yeah. yeah. You forced it out of me, so let me just go ahead. I think that it's very possible know. this guy was doing some very dumb things mm-hmm. that ended up being very illegal things mm-hmm. and then had to run over here. Then he consults mm-hmm. his friend who is married to someone that happens to be the mother of some very rich people about to inherit the company mm-hmm. and decides to get some kind of parachute slash lifeboat out of them then it doesn't end up working out. And now we have no idea what's going to happen to it. I mean, don't... No one I quote, don't feel sorry for me. No one quote me on this because, like I said, oh, I know, like, Kendall, I'm beautiful only one thing and that's talking to a mic. But isn't, like, isn't Monaco, like, a tax haven? Is Monaco a big tax haven? Or is it just uh, where rich people go to? That's a bit of a... Okay, because he's coming from Monaco, obviously. So that, that, that implies some shady shit. And then she's like, he had to watch his days here. Like, he couldn't stay. So I'm like, it kind of means that he, he has a limited number of time. And he did all that just for three kids to laugh at him. I feel sorry for him, man. Well. Okay. okay. Shaggy, <laughs> let, let, me, let, let me replace Jonathan. Do you know what? We are a we are a labor podcast. We believe in labor rights. And I feel sorry for Portia, who has to clean up that mess in the kitchen. I actually really did think about that. I do think about that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, okay, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Like I said, we're going to be back. If you guys have any questions, if you guys have any thoughts, if you guys have anything you want us to expand on, on our thoughts, our opinions, let us know. I'm going to go read a bunch of interviews, watch a bunch of um, video interviews, listen to some tweets. Sorry, read some tweets. I'm sure some many will be stupid. Have some conversations. And have some conversations. And then I'll come back and have hopefully the same thoughts, but maybe more enlightened. Um, and I think everybody's going to do the same. But for now, please yes. check out all our other podcasts on, like, the Barry series finale, the Yellow Jacket season finale. Finale is all around. Finale is all around. And please rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. And, yeah, it's our 200th episode. I forgot about that. I forgot I said I'd bring the episode. Yeah, 200th episode. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to say because, I, well, I can't promise how many more are coming. But for now, thank you for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for sharing, like, yeah, I don't know. There are people that listen to this podcast and get in touch and really, 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 really enjoy that. And thank you so much. And yeah, I think we'll be back next week talking about TV with the one and only Oscar winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys.